Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you today by Ultimate Intimacy, an app designed to help you begin or continue the conversation and connection in your marriage. You can download it for free from the App Store, and it's a great way for you to stay engaged and enhance your intimacy, as well as a creative way to add variety to your lovemaking. Go to ultimateintimacy.com or to the App Store of your choice to get your free download today. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Well, one thing the Sexy Marriage Nation is, is responsive. Yeah, they responded this week. Because we made a comment about how we are changing up the format slightly in the sense that we want to hear from our listeners in the Sexy Marriage Nation. We want their voices on the voicemail line with their questions. That's how they get to the front of the line. And they responded. Did they come through or what? They they filled up the, the voicemail inbox, which is fantastic. And if you want to do the same, because you've got something you want us to address specifically, 214-702-9565 is how you do so. Because we are trying to frame Monday's show that I do alongside my wife, Pam. Hey, everybody. That it, it's taking your questions and, and speaking directly to you. Because we found and we know based on our experience that when one person has a struggle in something, they're not alone in that struggle. No, no, there were a couple voicemails in here that were pretty similar topics that we can talk about today. Yes, they are. And and we also will do some emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. But I'm going to go ahead and give a little forewarning that the inbox is going to get pushed aside some more if we keep getting voicemails. Because we really do want your voices on the air. And and we really do want um, the dialogue that can go back and forth that that's yeah. going to allow. It speaks volumes when you can hear, hear a voice, hear their tone, hear what's going on. Um, lots of times that that speaks through more than a, than an email, right? And that, you can get more detail sometimes in an email, but um, let's we're going with this and yep. let's see how it goes. And if you like what we're doing, uh, let us know. Uh, call us two one four seven zero two nine five six five. Jump on iTunes, rate and review. You can also feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That's not going away. We do love that interaction, but yeah, we still respond to mm-hmm. to the emails, and um, we're not saying that's going away. So Cer- certainly, an important part of our communication with one another. So we asked, you responded. Let's roll. Hey, thanks for the show. It's really changed my life and changed our marriage in a lot of ways. I am calling my wife as the low desire, and I'm the high desire spouse, and I'm interested. She, my wife says her love tank is full and she feels loved and really accepted and is really excited about our marriage growing, um, but she's not into sex at all. She will not um, really pursue it or has any desire for it. Um, she's just not interested. It doesn't do anything for her. She has no need for it is what she explains to me. And... Um, so she wants to be available to me, but I find that when she's not engaged in the sexual act, it gets a little boring, and it really isn't that great. So I share that with her, and she feels pressure to perform, and it just doesn't end well. And so I didn't know if you had a show on 
how to encourage your wife, and she's not really interested in the podcast. She really doesn't want to grow any of that because she doesn't feel like it's a required part of, I guess, marriage. And so it's really a need that I have, um, not a need for her. So it's really just finding a way to have my needs met. Um, anyways, I didn't know if you had a show on that uh, particular episode that you could mention that we could refer back to or answer the question. Thanks. Let's just answer the question. Let's do. Because this is the whole concept to me of her love tank is full. I like that framework. But what's not being said is um, just because his love tank might be full, his sex tank is not full. Those are two separate compartments. Well, he never said his love tank was full. That's true. He didn't. But to her, her sex tank is not important. To him, it is. Yeah, and in her mind, somehow they're related. Well, typically we want to have sex with the people we love. Let's let's keep that. And you want love in marriage, and we yeah. keep sex in marriage because that's what we believe is, is sacred and honored at Sexy Marriage Radio. But it's recognizing that the the <laughs> I catch in the comment that he's making of when I bring it up, she feels pressure. And the one thing I'm hearing a trend of in a lot of emails that we've had, the voicemails we're going to be going through today, uh, in the mastermind groups I've got going on, uh, in some clients I've got going on, is everybody's trying to find that magic formula to uh, find their way to navigate through things without pressure. It doesn't exist. Relationships are pressure. We get too much information about each other. And so therefore, when I say, hey, this bothers me when you don't, when you're not engaged. Well, yeah, she's going to take that as a personal, well, what do you want from me? You know, and she's likely going to initially overreact to it because that happens in every marriage, including ours. Sure, sure. Um, And I agree with you there in that we grow in life. We grow up through pressure. If life was always easy... Right. What enjoyment would there be? We won't. We don't evolve. Right. We don't. We don't learn. We don't get better if we don't have some sort of pressure. Right. Um. Yeah. I guess the struggle for him is she doesn't really care to have the pressure. It doesn't sound like no. She want. She cares to grow in this avenue. One of the thing I, I want to throw out maybe a ray of hope that may not be hope for today, but a hope for tomorrow, and that. Sometimes these are seasons. I mean, speaking from true, uh, speaking from experience, there was a a point in my life that what he's saying about his wife is where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there comes a point where, when your spouse is living authentically and leading the relationship where they want to want to be, um, you want the other spouse hopefully wants to come and join them. If it's if it's a life that looks enticing, mm-hmm. if it's a journey that looks enjoyable to join in on, uh, so it's not to say that just because today this is where she is and she doesn't necessarily want to grow, right, right. that tomorrow she won't want to. Right. So, uh, as a wife, I would say lead from integrity. Make it make the journey something fun. And enjoyable and make it look like a place that would be somewhere where she'd want to be. 
Well, the key word to me there is lead, that you have to lead where you want it to go. Doesn't mean she follows. She may not. He makes the comment that when she's not fully engaged, it's not enjoyable, which to me, it it almost, if I remember right, it, it gets kind of boring. It is like routine. They just follow the same script. If she's not engaged to the level he's hoping. So who says you can't, sir, adjust the script? When you're in the midst of, wait, we're in the middle of a routine. That's not what I'm looking for right now. Then bring that to light and shift it. Move her. Move to a different location. Go to a chair, tabletop, something different. Whatever's on, Whatever your mind is, go there with it. And lead her, see if she follows you. Because sometimes the dynamic between a man and a woman is the woman wants to be led. Yeah, certainly. It sounds like he wants a better connection there, maybe a little more some intimacy. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it is enjoyable if your spouse is engaged. Well, I, no, I agree with that. But it's here's the, here's the dilemma. is So sex is going along that he's describing. He's reading it as... This is just act number three, okay. right? This, I, I know this script, so therefore he's kind of checked out too. Okay. Well, he's, what we want is, because it would be a whole lot easier if our partner would just be engaged, because then that keeps me engaged. That's, that whole, that's the same concept of when I'm frustrated about something in my marriage, if my partner will change, it makes it a whole lot easier for me. Rather than I need to be the change. Well, path of least resistance. Yep. And so to me, the counsel would be, and we've got some emails on this that we may get to in the show, we may not, but the same kind of concept of if you're stuck in a situation where there's been a pretty good rut of how things are unfolding and you're really wanting it to change, you have to recognize you have to lead the change. Just because you verbalize it doesn't mean they want to go there because they're the lower desire. They don't have the interest you do. No, certainly. So you've got to shift it up. You've got to be in the middle of it and say, hold on. I want to do this instead. You get on top. Or just grab her and roll her over. Or be direct. Be just something that that's you all of a sudden re-engaging your life and your moment in marriage and your moment in sex to test where is she really and is she will she respond to that? Because a lot of times we haven't brought our authentic self fully to bear so therefore, why would they bring theirs? True. Because you haven't led in a direction you want it to go. Because someone has to lead, which then you have to ask yourself the question of, what are you really wanting? And when you can have that clearly defined, that leads you more where you need to go. <laughs> what do I want is the ultimate question, I guess. Sometimes we just really don't know, do we? Sometimes that's true. And so then I've got to start looking at it as, because the quick, easy answer is going to be, what I want is a spouse that's willing to change or engage or, or respond or reciprocate and all that. But I'm, that's giving me, my path is heading down a, a road of I can't control. Because what I want is something from my spouse rather than what do I want? Well, I want to be engaged in my sex life. I want to lead. I want to take charge. I want to do something. That's a different dynamic. Yeah, certainly. Okay. Hi, guys. Uh, Robert Allen, new listener, love the show. Uh, Getting to my question, uh, my wife, I'm, I'm the higher desire person. We're, we're, we're pretty young in our, in our late 20s. Um, still a lot of sex in the relationship. Um, 
but my wife, the lower desire is uncomfortable uh, initiating uh, the sex. Um, and so she leaves it up to me to do that a lot. But here we are approaching our fifth year anniversary. Uh, as a higher desire person, you know, a lot of times I, I'm more than happy to initiate it, but after years of being the only initiator and, you know, being told no, quite often it's a little frustrating for me uh, just because, you know, it, 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 it just is, is uh, uh, you know, I have to constantly be pushing, pushing, pushing in order for it to happen and just wait uh, for her to say yes, right? And, and at least that's the way it feels, it, it, it plays out to me. I don't know if you guys have, have had a similar question before or something along those lines. I would just love to be able to communicate to her, you know, why I understand that she isn't comfortable initiating. Giving me some sort of sign would be great. That way I'm not constantly, you know, ramming my head against the wall until she says yes. Uh, anyway, thank you. Love the show. Um, you know, y'all stuff is great. Thank you so much. Oh, the proverbial, how do I make something happen without the risk of it not happening and being rejected? Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what this is. Yeah. What sign is it that you're looking for? Do you want her to walk in the door when you come home from work? And she just has a yes or no on the dishwasher, kind of like the dirty clean. Dirty or clean, yes or no. And there's your sign well, without you the can, risk of rejection. Yeah, but to me, but you're if still I'm going to do, if if I wanna do no. dirty or clean sign, I want to know what kind of, that's either dirty sex or clean sex. Which one oh, like. we ought to come up with sexy marriage radio <laughs> magnets for the door. Dirty or clean tonight. We do have Sexy Marriage Nation swag, by the way. If you go to sexymarriage.net, yeah, you'll we'll, find we'll information add those magnets. there. But to our caller, Robert, you're saying that I'm the higher desire, she's the lower desire. So the dynamic that that framework provides is she is the gatekeeper of sex. Whether she likes it or not, she's the one that controls it. She says yes or no. You're trying to figure out how do I not have to face the struggle of pushing to make something happen and also when I do push, not have the fear of rejection. That does not exist in human relationship terms. It just doesn't. The bulk of the initiation falls on the higher desire's shoulders. That's just the way it goes. Because it's more important to you. That doesn't mean it's not important to her. Because he's even saying we're already having a lot. We're having a lot of sex. I don't know what that quantifies to to mean, but it's happening. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter in their mind. They... It doesn't. He just he's the higher desire, so he wants it more. But she's stuck with being the one that has to say no. And I guess I'm throwing out there from the spouse that says no. It's not like it's easy or comfortable to say no either. It, do you feel like you're the bad guy always saying yeah. no? Both sides of this equation have a burden to carry. Yeah, neither of them are a great scenario. Yep. Um, there's there's not just some universal sign that you're going to get before you say, I want to have sex with you. Are you up for it tonight? 
Right, because there is a component of women that it's not on their radar until it's brought on their radar, which is different than men a lot of times because of the visual nature and the testosterone in the bloodstream and in the brain that allows more of that biological arousal. And so sometimes it is a choice, but it has to be presented as such. It has to be it doesn't I mean we've we've said on sexy marriage radio for a long time sex doesn't happen by accident. It has to be initiated. It has to be instigated. It does. You say it's not on the lower desires brain. But I think it is. But I think it's for a lot of lower desires in my this is just my opinion from mm-hmm. experience. Go. Okay. It's like this looming thing that all day long you know that Okay, I'm whipped, and they're gonna want. He's gonna want sex. It's gonna tonight. be go time tonight. And so there's there's a number of days where yeah, it's thought about quite often, but it's thought about in the regard of oh, I'm in a negative I'm already. Context. It's thought of in a negative context because right. I'm already whipped. Right. And I just want to go to bed tonight. I just want to go to sleep. Right. And so whereas. The high desire may be looking at it from a perspective of getting jazzed all day long. Mm-hmm. The low desire is like, I know they're getting jazzed. I know I know what's going on. They've been sending me texts here and there. So I've throughout got the, the day. pressure now. Here we go. And I and the pressure's there throughout the day. So yeah, I I guess I disagree somewhat in the in the in the comment that it's not being thought about. I think it might be being thought about, just not in the same regard. That's a completely fair point. It's just the context is completely different. Yeah. One's a more of a positive and the others and a little more negative. defensive, reactive, <laughs> yeah. negative. And okay, and that's a fair point because that is the dynamic of if you're married in, to a higher desire partner, you know you're married to a higher desire partner. It doesn't matter if they are doing something overtly about it or not. There's still the inherent pressure of you know that they want sex more than you do. Yeah, and neither of you are wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just a different level of wanting it. Right. So this comes down to how do you confront this? How do you push and push and push and push and push without the rejection? Well, you don't. You just push. You just be forward. You just be authentic. You just say it with as little attachment to outcome as possible. What worked for me was shifting my mindset to where... I would be interested in some sex with my wife and it would be all contingent on if we had it on if it was successful. I changed it to where if I was interested and I said something or I made a move or I did something overt, whether or not Pam responded well and we had sex or not was icing on the cake. The fact that I said it is what made my integrity grow. The right. fact that I made a move that was genuine with who I wanted to be, rather than trying to read the signs, because it would That's be more great. Attractive. If, it would be great if we could figure out a language that allows each of us to get the clues of, okay, here's the moment to pounce. But that creates the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I go to the use of the word pushing. I keep pushing, and I that to me is. Um, that's not an enticing way to feel on the opposite side of 
okay. receiving it. So just, I don't want to feel pushed into having sex. So just like you framed... I want to be one. Just like I the want framework to be one over. you had of... It's on the lower desire mind. It's just on a negative context. I would posit on, as a higher desire, the pushing isn't a negative of I'm pushing this on you. It's a it's almost of I've got to push on myself to Oh, to get to up step, the courage. To step up and say I to to, to risk okay. the rejection. Yeah. To step okay. up to the plate. And so I think that's more of the internal push. It's not necessarily the marital it's not push. pushing, not pushing the the spouse. It's pushing yourself to right because a lot stand of because you're fr- you're going to get you, potentially you're getting rejected yep. and a, that's hard. A lot of the men okay. that are in the husband mastermind groups, that's the biggest takeaway for at the outset of our of our journey together is realizing I'm getting in my own way because of my fear of being rejected. Okay, that has nothing to do with my spouse. That has all to do with me. Mm-hmm. And so I, if I can confront my fear of being rejected from my integrity and authenticity. I change the dynamic between us and make it much more overt, which then leads to an email that came in. And I'm going to just paraphrase this because this is fairly lengthy, but it's a situation where happily married for 15 years. They have four kids, ages 13 to four. She homeschools. He's a teacher and a pastor, and he knows marriage isn't solvable, and he also knows that there's high and low desires. They have infrequent great sex, but it's only when she's aroused, and they have very functional vanilla sex all the other times, all, while she still orgasms most times. They're blessed to have a getaway every so often, and the sex is always awesome because she's much more relaxed and aroused while they're away. So actually, you know, he, you can imagine, he wants to get away with her as much as possible because that's when she sounds like can let her hair down. Sure, sure. So the situation and the routine they get into is they'll have sex every, once every week to 10 days, but they also are battling constant tiredness. She'll fall asleep, has has fallen asleep during sex, it sounds like, too, from what he's mentioning. That he also would will suggest that they change something, and she's like, and she makes up excuses on to why she doesn't want to. Uh, so he tries to be super nice and helpful to relieve stress, but that doesn't always work. And then he, what frustrates him the most is when he brings up, hey, let's have something happen tonight, and... Then he gets hurt when they get to that point that night, and she's, oh, I totally forgot. So you keep going with, he he expresses this, and he's met with disgust and annoyance, because she's obviously feeling the pressure of what she's not carrying the weight of the dynamic. Okay, That's yeah. kind of what we've already been talking about with this show. So he also has a component of, he wants to be able to bring up some of the more touchy subjects to talk about in her, he'll, she'll read it as, oh, you mean like, why aren't we having oral sex? Which is exactly correct. That's what he wants to bring up. And so her response is, honestly, we could talk about it in about 10 years. So I've been pushy a few times and tried giving her oral and she was okay with it for a minute, but now it's a no go. She's never offered or even got close with me. So even touching her private areas when she's not completely turned on won't happen. So I desperately want an integrated sex life. I want to be playful and flirt and her to be okay and sexy around me without worrying. It will turn me on. I'm desperate to feel desired and not like I'm broken waiting for, for wanting for these things. So sorry for this long email. It's been therapeutic to write it. Don't you dare say welcome to married life as a response to this. <laughs> I need tangible action items of something to, de- to do different. 
Okay. That's a lot of info. It is, but okay. it's a lot of what we've been talking about already. Yeah. It fits into this dynamic of, I want to, and so I'm going to piece this out just real quick. I want to be able to be playful and flirty without her feeling all the pressure and reacting negatively to it. That's right. the two choice dilemma. It It is because he wants to make his choice and make her choice and for her, her too. And make her be good with what he wants to choose. And that doesn't happen. So if I want to be playful and flirty, then be playful and flirty. If that pisses her off, piss her off. It's not intentional. I'm not doing it here. Let me see if I can poke the fire and get you all mad. But this is me being me. I want to express this with you. And it takes some time to shift that dynamic in a relationship to where we don't react to each other by overreacting to each other to try to squash feelings. Yeah. Do you, ha you have to watch on this, the things he's referring to here. Um, there's nothing in here that would be a, a moral issue, anything mm -hmm. like that, that would overstep bounds on the spouse's part, I would think. Um, but I guess I just feel like I we got to throw that out there. Absolutely. If a listener's listening and there's something they're wanting to do that they know is totally off a moral boundary Absolutely. or something like that. Well, everything we do has consequences to it. Sure. So there are going to be things when I'm expressive and I'm fun and I'm having sexual overtures and innuendos with my mate that that could be an annoyance to them. And so therefore we take that as, oh, I don't want to annoy you rather than, you know what? I'll give you room to be annoyed. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I want to live we from can who both, I am. We can both be appropriate in how we handle our feelings and our emotional states. Yeah. When you get further into this, the same kind of concept still applies. Her genital area are off limits unless she's really aroused. Well, some of the arousal is this dynamic between you that how do you enhance that? But some of the other is, is if you would like to perform oral sex on her as you're making out. Don't ask. Just start moving down there. And it's her job to say, no, I'm not interested in that. Certainly, it takes her, her to speak up in that regard. I mean, I'd ask, I'm curious from her standpoint, how does she get turned on in vacation sex? You know, when she's away. What's the difference? What's the difference? Mm -hmm. What is it that gets her going versus what is it that gets her going at home when they're only having sex once every seven to 10 days. Right. And how can she, I don't know if she listens to the show or not. Um, right. But, but it's, it, it is that dynamic that it seems like a lot of marriages get caught in this, this cycle of, okay, it's been three or four days. So now all of a sudden there's a little more pressure because the higher desires send in cues or the lower desires gearing up for defenses, you know, yeah. like what we're describing. But if you could make this kind of playfulness more of a dynamic between you, or at least coming from you, that exudes from you, yeah, that changes the, the playing field to where now all of a sudden you don't have the ebb and flow as much. It's a consistent simmering between you. It's a consistent connection between you that's beyond just the day-to-day -day comings and goings. And it certainly would take some strength from that initiator, from that high desire person to, um, I guess, keep a level head about it, to mm -hmm. not get frustrated. Um, it certainly takes a grown-up stance, and it, that is so attractive. 
mm-hmm. number one. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got to take that grown-up stance of um, realizing that it, you're taking the lead in this piece. And then it comes down to recognizing that even vanilla sex is sex. It's part of a system. It's part of a dynamic. Not every sexual encounter you're going to have is going to be through the roof, fireworks, moving mountains moments. Sure. I mean, we don't want to settle for vanilla all the time. No. But, but you can still create a connection. Hopefully you're creating some a connection in mm-hmm. there. But there is still, I, I think in a marriage, because you are talking about you're having sex with the same person for a long period of time, that there are going to be times that are totally appropriate where it's just functional sex. It's just sex for sex sake. It's just vanilla. Yeah. And if you could be upfront about that and say, you know what? I'm interested in some vanilla sex tonight. What do you think? Yeah, there's nothing you know, wrong I'll, with that. I'll bring the popcorn. Let's go, you know? And <laughs> But it's seeing it as I've got to recognize the dynamic and just see what's the role I'm playing. And am I being forthcoming and selfish in a good way, healthy selfishness of I'm seeking and exposing me in this. Okay. Which is interesting because when we talk about this, and like we did a show with Dr. Snyder on Love Worth Making, we get this pushback even. Hey, Dr. Corey, I'm going to try this again. Uh, regarding the show from last Thursday, the gentleman on there and you were talking about uh, really being a lot more forward in what you want. Uh, and you know, what I've been going through and, and what I've heard on your calls mostly is being selfless thinking of yourself less versus uh, this caller and this, this program was a lot more about going after what you want, pushing the envelope. And I understand it's being more authentic to who you are, but it sounded a lot more self-focused and what you want versus what is good for your relationship uh, or what you think your spouse wants and kind of being a selfless lover. And I'd love to get uh you know, a, a woman's opinion, Pam's opinion, you know, when you had Gina and and, and uh, Pam on and Shannon, that you were able to get a different perspective. And uh, this, with the two of you on, it was just guy talk. And, uh, you know, it would be really neat to hear uh, what Shannon or what Pam or any of the other female um, uh, commentators, you know, might have on that take in that program. I hope this makes sense. Thanks. So there, there's been a number of times that I've said, uh, I want my husband to lead. And I, I want him to lead from his core, from his heart, from his integrity. I initially think of this as those date nights where there's a difference between the date nights where Corey has something planned and he says, here's what we're doing, here's what I'm taking you to do, versus the nights that we get in the car and we look at each other and say, well, what do you want to do? Chili's? Where do you want to go? <laughs> and we can't make up our mind, right. and it's this back and forth, and it just has no guidance, no no direction. And it's so much more fun when he has, when I know he has taken the time to think about, where he wants to go or where I want to go. He may have done, he may have centered the evening around me, but he's made a decision on it. Right. Or it's 
this is what I have really been hungry for. I want to go and I want to do that. And so I think it's very enticing to see a person and to be with a person who knows what they want and says what they want. And then we'll adjust when necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's important if it's you not get a dictatorship. Back, yeah, if you get pushback, you accommodate, you adjust, you shift. That's part of that's part of human relationships. Right. Right. But I don't I don't want someone who is just waiting to find out what I want all right. the time. Yeah, I wanna I wanna jump on the one statement of what about what's good for the relationship? That was one of the things he kind of phrased in okay. there of because the counsel we've been given with this episode is all in line with what the show with Dr. Snyder was like, that you need to be authentic, you need to lead, you need to see, seek what you want, be assertive, put it out there, and let the relationship work that out. And so he said, well, what about being selfless and what's good for the relationship? My response to that is, what I want is good for my relationship. Because when I am more engaged and I am more involved in my own life, that's the thing, same thing that happens in an airplane. I'm taking care of what I need by being aggressive in some regards and assertive for sure and others of just making it be known. And then the people I do life with push back at me too. And so I put on the, the my put on oxygen, your oxygen mask, mask before I try to take care of someone else's yep. because I have to be the best me for the relationship to really thrive because the one thing that's not talked about is what's the relationship with myself? Mm-hmm. Then I got to take care of that too. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not living from your core and living from integrity, holding true to what you want and to your values, then you're going to feel kind of lost, uh, right? And and, you, and then it's really hard to lead. It's hard to set a tone because you're wanting someone else to fill in that gap. And if there's nothing else that's come from this show, is someone's got to set the tone and take the lead. Yeah, and ideally, you're both living from that core, and you're Absolutely. both airing what what you would love and what you want, and and then when there's differences, it, you address them that way. Yep. And hopefully, you're addressing them from a grown up standpoint. Exactly. And then the relationship is solid. Mm-hmm. Hi, I just wanted to touch on the subject of the gentleman that called in that felt like his wife was um, hurrying it up. Um, I am that wife that wants to hurry it up. Um, We have a five-month-old, and I have a lot on my plate. Um, So I'm suggesting to him, I don't know if he already does this, but I know that I would love if my husband would take some of my to-do list and maybe help me out. And that would free me up to um, want to partake in a little bit of foreplay, a little bit of more fun. I feel like maybe if he says, hey, honey, how can I help you out in this way um, to free you up? She might be more willing to um, partake in a little bit of more fun um, and feel like she has more time to have fun. Uh, Hope this helps. Thanks. Bye. And I think we leave it with that. Sexy Merge Nation helping the Sexy Merge Nation out. (laughs) This is the idea of we are all better when we're in community with one another. And we're looking out and sharing what works and what doesn't. That's so true. And one of the things that I would add to our caller's 
final point was you may think that it would help if my partner would take this on. Well, sometimes you've got to let them know, hey, I would love it if you would help me and let's consider you're helping me foreplay. That's Maybe one that way to look shifts at it. the whole thing. <laughs> this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, 214-702-9565 gets you at the front of the line, just like the callers that were today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with us. And we'll see you next time.